0: Cope by Morgan Rizzuto. My nerves took over my whole body, running thoughts through my brain that kept my eyes glued open, staring amongst the dark figures in my deathly, quiet bedroom. My head throbbed of frantic thoughts and my body ached for sleep. Just as I had drifted into my dreams, my alarm clock rang abruptly, shaking my mind and body awake as my eyes shot open, stinging from last night's disarray. Before I could sip my sleepless, bitter, homemade coffee, we pulled into the parking lot with banners shouting everywhere, see you, welcome day parking. I hopped out of the white vehicle, my adrenaline immediately rising, with the sound of my own feet slapping the pavement with my beat-up Nikes. There was no need for that bitter coffee anymore, not on this day, maybe Monday when the real deal began. I searched for my name and scoured over the table full of small manila envelopes. As I found mine, we rolled my basket of items over the old metal door frames and into the rickety elevator. As we approached floor two, I breathed out a breath of warm air. I hadn't even realized I was holding, almost gasping for a fresh breath. As the elevator dinged and the door swung open, I looked down to faintly note how sweaty my palms had become through the clenches of my fist. 201, 201, 201. I paced through the halls, eyeing the numbers in their numerical order. 202, 201. I looked at Mom and Dad for approval and grasped a silver knob as I placed the room key gently on the door, removing it while acknowledging the unapproving noise unlatching the lock. The apartment-style dorm greeted me instantly with a rush of overly sterilized furniture, musty cheap perfume, and a stiff cardboard and plastic aroma. Without even being able to make a second movement, I hear, "'Hello?' From the back of the apartment, deep in a bedroom, from an authoritative voice, I made my way to the back crevices of the dorm swiftly. I came across two unfamiliar faces, roomies. Before I had time to think, I greeted them. Hey, y'all, my name's Morgan. It's nice to meet you guys in person, finally. They agreed and went on watching their individual Netflix shows on their laptops. That was it, I thought. That was our first encounter. Immediately, my blood felt odd and uncomfortable. Was I late? Had everyone already bonded? I made my way into my room where I made larger talk with my parents while we set up the room, remaining quiet and courteous of the two in the room next door enjoying their Netflix. I noted that there was two other beds in the cold, wooded room. One filled with beautiful sandy beach decor, and one completely naked with the original furnishings. Maybe I wasn't the last after all. I dreaded every last piece of furniture being set up. I knew as the pile got smaller, the close I was to losing my comfort of home. As the last pillar was set neatly atop my bed, I reached in for hugs from Mom and Dad, scared to let go. And as I did... They didn't know, but my heart sunk quite a bit. Mom and Dad made their way out the door. I took a seat in the empty living room with five desks in a circle, of course at my desk, and waited for some kind of human interaction. I started to blame myself, like maybe I wasn't making the effort, but then again, I wasn't the one abiding in my room. Before I could think one more thought, the door clicked open, and in came one final final unfamiliar face. Portia, we greeted. She was kind, and she gave me one last final hope for this place. See, the thing is, the movies always make college seem like the most exciting time in an individual's life. But in reality, I think it has a lot to do with your surroundings and expectations. I came here. I worked hard to come here for fun and to get good grades. I wanted experiences, but my surroundings were dull. As Portia made her way in the apartment, returning from the bus stop, Luna and Alex retreated from the bedroom, greeting her with love. The love I desired from them. It stung me deeply. My heart ached. I felt tears swell in my eyes, but I smiled. They all puzzled together, and me... I was the manufactured puzzle piece that had that leftover chip of cardboard that needed to be torn off to fit properly. Maybe they knew how different I felt because no one took the time to get to know the real me. Maybe the vibe they gave me was the vibe I gave them, but I tried today. I asked questions, spoke careful words, and pleaded for a good conversation. All my efforts left my mouth stronger than they were ever returned. The three girls invited me to go shopping for the apartment with them, the most conversation they had ever made with me. They never asked, so they never knew that Dad was a United States Postal Service employee who had finally earned his way to decent pay, and Mom worked long hard nights at FedEx but capped out at $20 an hour. Little did they know that my parents gave everything for me to just be here, getting the education I dreamed of so badly coming from a small town where people rarely asked mom and dad for money where all the clothes in most closets were bought through our own slaved money we earned through shitty afternoon jobs that kept us away from friends and family i just couldn't tell them how i only had 20 bucks to last me 2 weeks maybe for some coffee pods or if i saved enough just maybe a new winter coat instead i told them i had more unpacking to do as my cheeks stained red from the lies I never had to tell back home. My tongue wished so badly it didn't have to spit these lies, but here in Boulder, these little white lies saved my soul from some of the utmost embarrassment. My parents were barely making it, yet in my eyes they were making my whole universe by gifting me the opportunity to follow my lifelong dreams. I didn't talk of my story often, but when I did, the room grew silent. My chest felt a void, and I realized not many here could relate. The door to the dorm clashed shut behind the girls. I sat in the rickety desk chair and stared out the unfamiliar window for a while, reminiscing on better days. My chest was full, and my mind was heavy from the day. I paced back and forth, tracing thoughts of how I was going to balance school and work just so I could make the dorm life work. The pressure kept building and building in that lonely, plain room, as if the walls were caving in, pushing against my chest. So many racing thoughts, I thought my brain might explode. I involuntarily walked to my room as I unzipped my black purse. A skunky aroma arose through the air. I quickly grasped the crinkling bag and swaddled the charismatic hand-blown glass and cheap gas station lighter between my hand. I snuck out the doors, quick, before the girls returned. The last door to the dorm building latched shut. My feet clanked against the pavement. I swiftly followed the movements of the creek. It guided my mind to where it wanted to be. My mind knew I was in ease because suddenly all the burdens fell to ease as I took a few flicks of that lighter and began to confront my soul about my current situation and how it truly wasn't destined for me.